This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Giuliani. Good afternoon, America. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Today is uh, right now as we are uh, speaking. The United States and uh, Iran are playing in a World Cup soccer match, which is uh, I'm going to keep watching it and telling you uh, the U.S. is ahead 1-0. And, of course, uh, it has a great deal of symbolic uh, importance. A lot of people would like to say, you know, it's only sports and it doesn't, it doesn't. You can keep saying it, but it does. (laughs) I spoke to a very, very prominent Iranian dissident today, one who I might as well tell you who, Ali Reza Sheriff Sadati. He was on my show yesterday, and I have him on my podcast to talk about what's going on inside Iran because he knows what's going on inside Iran because he gets to see it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how, but he does. And uh, he, the, the dissidents, all of them, the ones with Mujahideen and the others, all of them want Iran to lose. Not because they don't respect the team, they do, but because they know that the Ayatollah and his criminal mafia-type regime will use it as a part of, you know, uh, ignorant propaganda about how superior their culture is. Uh, So don't feel – I was having uh, somewhat, you know, strange notions about it because – the Iranian team did something very, very brave in taking the Islamic uh, uh, f- f- symbol off the flag. They had to put it back. But I don't know. You probably don't really know what's going on inside Iran. I just finished a podcast, which will be available tomorrow, comparing Iran and China. Uh, the name of it is Protest or Revolution. And I'll let you watch it to figure out my conclusions on both China and Iran. But um, Iran is very, very uh, far along so that it would not be um, at all unjustified to call it a revolution. The only uh, people behind that who don't understand that, who don't seem to support it because they seem to like Iran better than the dissidents, is the uh, pathetic Biden administration, whose support for the protesters has been... Uh, uh, tepid would be an overstatement, a serious, serious overstatement. Uh, now I don't know. I, I we're going to talk about China too. I don't. I I, I don't know. And 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 their support uh, for 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 the Chinese protesters. I don't know if it's less. It sure isn't enthusiastic when you consider that both these groups of people are fighting for the thing that America contributes to the world, to the special nature of America for hundreds of years of its existence, freedom and democracy and the rule of law, rights for women. No enthusiasm on the part of this pathetic administration. The only enthusiasm they have is to do business with communist Venezuela. Meanwhile, they impose communist economic programs on us, 
And I guess they're of mixed view in that Z's protest is because he has the whole damn country locked down. And didn't their governors lock down entire states? Sounds like they belong to the same, maybe, political party. The Internationale. Uh, they're all headed for the One World Party. Forget America. Forget Madison and Jefferson and Adams and those idiots. They were big slave owners. Oh, Adams wasn't. Gee, and they weren't really big, not compared to the Democrat Party. Biggest slave owner role was the Democrat Party. They don't seem to mind using that name. It's a name disgraced by its century-long association with slavery. I mean, they didn't even—they weren't even guilty about it. Lincoln, I mean, not Lincoln, uh, Jefferson was guilty about it. And he built in words that uh, even now, now the, the protesters in uh, Iran are quoting Jefferson about freedom. He, he no idea how his words have brought freedom to more and more people. You know, people can feel things, but then certain great writers and great poets can put it in a way that you're just not going to forget it. You know, give me liberty or give me death. That's a hard one to escape. Right? All men are created equal. They're not going to escape that one. Things like that are enormously uh, valuable. But once again, uh, it's... (laughs) I don't think the lack of uh, uh, support from the Biden administration will affect Iran because I believe Iran is very far along. These protests are not happening just now. They are an immediate reaction to uh, the the death of Ms. Amini, who uh, was killed because some hair was sticking out of Hajib, and it has ignited all of Iran for two and a half months. And uh, a couple of murders in the hundreds, arrests in the thousands, torture and beatings probably in the multiple hundreds. Uh, This soccer team, who knows what's going to happen to them when they uh, return to uh, the regime of terror. Uh, But in any event, it's really gotten into the culture now. It's really deep in uh, Iran to be calling for the end of the Ayatollah, to be calling for freedom for women. I think 45 different cities have already protested this particular protest, but it's built on two or three years, about two years of protest, going back to 17 to really the pandemic, in which I know um, uh, fake news refers to them as only economic protests, uh, except they seem to have missed the signs being carried back in 2019 and 2020 by the by the teachers and by the bus drivers saying, gone with Ayatollah, gone with Rahisi, down with the government, carrying American flags, and also carrying Trump posters. Because Trump, unlike Biden, gave them moral support, unequivocal moral support. Biden is once again not giving them support. And they know, of course, that Biden and 
and Obama have actually given the regime who's killing them cash. Just back in 17, 16, 17, they gave them hundreds of millions in cash that they delivered overnight and, and were caught delivering cash. So we don't know what side they're on. They're definitely not on the side of the, of the people fighting for freedom. But that you can call a revolution. China, not quite yet. Only been, what, five days, six days since the fire. The fire up in the northeastern part of a rather remote area of China. Uh, a fire that the residents there in the uh, Zhangjing uh, province believed uh, was a, was caused by the COVID lockdown. The, the, their, their COVID lockdown is sort of like, you know, uh, the Cuomo, Whitmore, uh, Newsom. You know, they, they'd have you locked down now if it wasn't for the people complaining. I mean, they love it. They can just tell you what to do. They'll bring you your food. They'll tell you what to eat. I mean, Bloomberg wants to tell you what to eat. You can't have the big sodas, remember? I mean, these guys, it's unbelievable. They want to run every part of your life. And then what do they do? They ruin an economy. They ruin initiative. They, they, they destroy creativity. <laughs> they take the pleasure out of life. Did you ever see a happy communist? A Nazi? I never did. They're not happy. They're obsessed with, with trying to control, control, control. And you can never absolutely control. So you're constantly frustrated. But in both cases, Iran and China, people are getting killed left and right. In Iran, it doesn't look like now with five or six years of uh, experience in, it doesn't look like they're going to stop until they get what they want. I I don't think they're going back to uh, having women treated in a barbarian way. I think their reaction to freedom is so much healthier than the Democrat Party in America. That ignores them. Uh, I know how they've been double-crossed by the Clinton administration, the Obama administration, and the – not the Clinton administration. I meant when she was in the State Department. The Obama administration and the uh, – now the Biden administration. Uh, every one of them knows that these people are not on their side but on the side of the regime. Uh, because they see them wanting to empower the regime. A regime that has probably killed their father, killed their mother, tortured their child, tortured their neighbor, and enforces rules on them, uh, killing a woman if she uh, gets pregnant out of wedlock. I mean, uh, what's happening to my country, your country, our country? It's being run by people who have us on an express train to communism. That's what it is. That's what's happening. That's simple or complex, however you want to look at it. China, we have to see how long it's going to last. I believe that Iran is just going to keep going and going and going until they get their objective of getting rid of them. Uh, China, there's still a lot of China that hasn't been ignited yet. It's basically the uh, western part of China. A number of cities, very, very explicit protests to overthrow Xi and to overthrow the Communist Party, dangerous stuff in China, putting your life at risk to do it, so they must be pretty darn serious. And with no support from anybody, including um, including the guy, you know, who hides in the basement, who has no regard for freedom and liberty, Biden, he's got no regard for anything. I don't even, I don't even know if he knows what's going on. Well, 
We're going to take a short break, and right after, we will be back, and we'll get to your questions. And, of course, we have the mayor's final word at the end. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. I think all of you know my good friend, Curtis Sliwa, who has for many years, been a star of WABC and, of course, was an excellent candidate for mayor who I think many, many people now regret not having voted for since Adams promised to bring crime down. And what has it done? It skyrocketed under him, particularly on the subways, particularly on the subways. The subway system wants to say last month crime went down a little, but it's up 30 percent plus. I'm sorry, it's up 40 percent plus for the year. I mean, uh, ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Uh, New York is our New York is our I mean, I could just every every day I go over the list. I could do it again today of people who were beaten, uh, victims of random crime. Well, uh, uh, Curtis broke some news. He wants me to uh, he wants me to comment on. So let's play. Let's play. uh, Let's play cut one with Curtis. Breaking news. W.A.B.C. Yesterday, I'm sitting down with Mike Kumbaricic before he came on his show from 3 to 4. you got to listen today especially. 3 to 4, Monday through Fridays, and on Sunday with Dr. Maria, 10 to 11, before Judge Janine Pirro. And Rudy was laying out for me how he had trained the Qatarians in security years ago when he uh, was no longer mayor and he had his own law firm. So the very security, that so supposedly Eric Adams is going to be learning about that is being done in Qatar by the Qatarians and the crooked emir in Qatar was taught to them by Rudy Giuliani and his law firm and security firm years ago. So instead of wasting our money, because I want to know who's paying for this trip, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Of course, it's us, the sucking taxpayers, or maybe one of the Bitcoin bandits or blockchain criminals or cryptocurrency Ponzi scammers who wine, dine, and pocket line you. Why not just finally have that dinner with the man who is renowned for public safety, law and order, zero tolerance, the broken windows theory? The man who dragged us from the abyss of crime that your friend, David Dinkins, put us into, Rudy Giuliani, as Sid Rosenberg, is trying to arrange. So instead, you go all the way to Qatar to learn about the security that Rudy Giuliani taught the Qatarians long ago. Where else do you hear that? That's why you got to listen every Monday through Friday, right after Bill O'Reilly. He gives you 15 minutes of his take, and then I give you 45 minutes of my take, and it's the best hour in all of radio. <laughs> There's my friend causing trouble. Well, he's absolutely right. I mean, I spent um, with uh, Giuliani safety and security and must have been altogether subcontractors, contractors, and everything else. We had about 15 people working there. Uh, the main focus 
was they were going to have the Asian Games as a prelude to what they're doing now and, and what they hope to do in the future, uh, have big events in Qatar. And we helped uh, design the security for those games. And they really didn't have much of a police force. Uh, and we helped them design uh, the contours of a police force and uh, been back there several times since then. It uh, stayed with them through the Asian Games, attended the Asian Games, uh, which is the basis for a lot of the security they're doing now. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of funny that Adams is going to Qatar to learn about security. And uh, when I was mayor, Qatar wanted to learn about security from me. Tell you, tell you something maybe about why we got so much crime in the city? Maybe the guy could save a little money by I – mean, I could I, – I could get him the people that could talk to the Qataris. I mean, they'd be happy to talk to him, but he doesn't want to talk to them, I don't think. Most of them do not have a high regard for him because, really, because they're result-oriented. There's too much damn crime in the city and too little is being done about it. And there are things that can be done, and there's no reason to keep going into them. But they just keep, you know, stringing you along, stringing you along. Anybody seriously interested in crime would never have supported Hochul, who was a contributor to crime would never play around with Bragg. I mean, look look at the numbers on Bragg. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to really uh, point that out one more time. But uh, these numbers are astounding. And Judge Janine, uh, you know, had been a prosecutor before she was on uh, radio and, and, and television. And Judge Janine and I overlapped when she was the DA in Westchester and I was the U.S. attorney in the Southern District. So I, I know for a fact how good she was. No, no bull. <laughs> um, I'd like her – you have to understand, he he uh, prosecutes less than – he prosecutes less than half of the fel- felonies brought to him, and he prosecutes only 30 percent of the misdemeanors given to him. In other words, they're, they're, he brings them. They're, they're thrown out. So half the felonies go out right away, and two-thirds of the misdemeanors – and then he loses more than half his cases. Yeah, I mean, that is, um, before we even get to ideology, that's like, uh, you know, running running a grocery store at a, uh, you know, 80% loss. He just doesn't know what he's doing, among other things. He's an incompetent, as well as a guy who's producing murder in this city. We'll be back to discuss that, and we'll have to we'll see what Judge Janine has to say about that. This, this is Rudy Giuliani. We'll be right back. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And now we're at the 70th minute. There are 20 minutes left in official time. The USA leads one nothing. However, there's stoppage time. Annoys the hell out of me in soccer. So I don't know when. I don't know. That's okay if I don't know. They don't know when the game's going to end. It's going to end 20 minutes plus from now, depending on how much time they put on for penalties. Uh, so I don't know. You, you kind of like, you can't like plan at the end. I guess you just got to go all out from as you get toward those last minutes, you just go all out and you figure you make some kind of calculation 
I guess there's somebody on their sideline making a calculation of what the uh, what the num of what you know what's left five minutes eight minutes, but it's usually a fair amount of time, not like a minute or two. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I wonder I wonder if they lose if the Iranians have will will have any repercussions with the regime of terror. I don't know. It seems to me they've got so many problems going on with protests all over the country trying to get rid of and calling the Ayatollah out for what he is, which is a crook, an organized criminal, a thief, uh, uh, not a religious person at all. And his mullahs are his little henchmen. I, I, I think we're past the point of no of, of returning uh, with him. I mean, the discussions about Bragg are the thing I wanted to talk about. I was very, very disappointed in my friend Geraldo Rivera. I mean, Bragg, it's quite clear that Bragg uh, is is depriving the state of a necessary part of the criminal justice system. That's an advocate. The, 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 the theory of our justice system is that the prosecutor, within the bounds of the law and the rules of ethics, does everything he can uh, to hold uh, criminals responsible for the crimes that they've committed. He does everything he can to gather the evidence that there's probable cause to commit a crime. When he does that, he's entitled to search, arrest, do things like that. He's even entitled, if he can present it and convince the grand jury, to get an indictment. And then in order to go further, he's got to convince a jury by a heavy standard of beyond a reasonable doubt that the person's guilty of the crime. Uh, any cheating, any holding back of evidence should be met with severe penalties for the for the prosecutor, and is, except if you are prosecuting Donald Trump and you're a Democrat and you can do anything the hell you want. And they did all those things, held evidence back, falsified evidence, lied, cheated, uh, threatened people with things that were un, uh, false and untrue, and, of course, perpetrated a, a, uh, a frame-up for three years and have gotten away with it, which has completely destroyed any respect for our criminal justice system in America right now. Uh, but uh, what what uh, Soros is doing is a disgrace, uh, and Bragg is you know just one cog in the in the wheel here. As I said, I was disappointed in the Kirk uh, article yesterday because he didn't seem to have the guts to mention Soros. Uh, this would not have happened but for Soros. Soros put up millions and millions of dollars in these DA's races, which end up usually costing less than a million dollars, and he got a lot of these bums elected. These bums are in cities where it isn't even arguable. Chicago, murder rates, ridiculous. Philadelphia, murder rates setting records. Uh, Rochester, murder rates setting records. New York, the guy the guy loses more than half his cases. He loses actually more than half of his cases. First of all, he dumps half his cases, which means he should probably win all of his cases. And he, he, wins, he wins less than half his cases. So let's listen to... to, to Geraldo Rivera, Geraldo Rivera, a street guy, has to know that the biggest, the biggest victims of Bragg's illegal activity and incompetence, the people who are dying, whose lives I saved by being an effective prosecutor and mayor, are black people. They're, they're paying like seven to eight out of ten. Only about eight percent of the people who get murdered in this city are white. Seventy to seventy-five percent are black, and the rest are Hispanic and, and and Asian. 
So his incompetence is putting murderers out on the street that wouldn't be there who are seven or eight out of ten times killing black people. Let's listen to Geraldo Rivera's twisted take on this. Number eight. says he feels that there has been historic inequity and un, uh, injustice uh, toward black defendants, black and Latino defendants particularly, and he is determined to use his office to right those historic wrongs. There is even an allegation, I have not confirmed it, but an allegation that there are lists uh, made up by the district attorney's office where the race of the defendant is listed and the outcome of the case, uh, what sentence, what the charges were, what the sentences were. In other words, in Alvin Bragg's office, race matters. He sees himself as a social justice warrior. Sick. He's sick. He sees himself as a social justice warrior who's getting more black people killed. Since he came into office. Thank you, Alvin. You can make this into Chicago. 50 years of Democratic rule. 50 years of of blacks voting for Democrats. Loyal as hell. 50 years of blacks getting slaughtered every weekend in Chicago. And nobody gives a damn. And and now we got a Soros purchase prosecutor there for the last couple of years. And she really doesn't give a damn. And now Soros has spread that to the rest of the country. St. Louis, Houston, Rochester. The people getting slaughtered, Geraldo, are black people. Are you stupid? What the hell is wrong with you? He's a social justice warrior. He's an incompetent guy who's an accomplice to murder. That's what the hell he is. If he wasn't there and there was a real prosecutor there, like there was with Morgenthau, like there was, for example, with Judge Janine Pirro in Westchester County while I was a U.S. attorney. Many, many people would be alive today that died and were shot and killed this year, including children. It happens every weekend in Chicago, Geraldo. Where the hell are you on that? That's the social injustice. Let's listen to number 17. This is Judge Janine uh, last night, I think, on I think on the five. I'm not sure. Calling Alvin Bragg a DA is like calling Jeffrey Dahmer a vegan. OK, <laughs> this guy doesn't prosecute crime. He forgives crime. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of, you know, his is complaining about the new discovery laws, which are clearly a burden on prosecutors across the state, almost an impossible burden because of the information that's got to be done in a very short period of time. Uh, it should be easy for him because he's got more money than any DA's office around, probably in the country. I, I hear in Janine's voice the same thing that you probably hear in mine. Having done that job, and it was one of the proudest and the one I probably look back on with the most. Well, I don't know if I can say that. I really love being mayor and I love being associate attorney general. And I don't know. But it really was a great, a great, great opportunity in my career. I'd, I'd once thought if that's all I did in public service, that'd be enough. I never thought I was going to be a mayor or associate attorney general or things th- things like that. But uh, let's get to um, let's get to Tom in the Bronx. The World Cup, by the way, is still one nothing, which is a dangerous score. Of course, you know you know we could get tied up, and if it's tied, we're out. 
I'd like to say that maybe they the Iranians should defect somewhere, not go back. I take them home. I take them home, and it's would all. I mean, they'd be the best. Uh, it, it, they would even be illegal. I mean, they are entire. They have a valid claim to asylum. Ninety uh, percent of the people that Biden accepts are lying, and they tell them to say that. But these people are going to be persecuted when they go back, and you have a right to be in the United States if you can show that you'll be subjected to political persecution if you go back. I take them in a minute. That's going to happen. That'd be great. We could put the two teams together. What do you think? We'll make an all-star team. (laughs) Or we can can have the Iranian team play out of the the real uh, Iranian team. They'll be ready for the new government in Iran when they get rid of the Iran of terror, which they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to get rid of them. But... I know. I know. I know the people who are involved in it. You have no idea how well organized this is and how well funded it is. This is not a joke. This is for real. It wouldn't have lasted two and a half months. And it's lasted actually uh, six years. It just doesn't get covered in the U.S. I mean, um, the liberals like Iran. They do. They like the terrorists there. I have no idea why. But they sympathize with them and like them. Why would why would Obama have given them hundreds of millions of dollars if he didn't like them? It's sad. It's sick. Sad. What about the World Cup, Tom? Oh, was that the point about the World Cup that we should we should uh, give him asylum? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, that's good. Well, thanks, Tom. Um, let's try um, let's try uh, Judy in Manhattan. Oh, I was interested in your comment about the one world party, and I'm wondering if you see any connection between Biden, who seemed to announce, and nobody asked about it, that uh, his was going to be a rules-based administration. And if you look into the Paris Accord and... uh, other things like the Millennium Agreement that identified 169 rules and regulations and 17 uh, goals of the UN world, um, and what's happening in our communities that adopt E-Code 360, are we going to be ruled by International Code Council rules? the the simple answer that's his goal yes you're right you're right on target that's his goal and it's it's been the goal of uh, it's been the goal of uh soros for uh 30 or 40 years and soros is the chief financier of biden the democrat party the black lives matter antifa and the 30 to 40 da's who are making life unlivable in american cities so that we'll be desperate and we will Accept one world rule and overthrow uh, the government that was put together by our founding fathers, which they find deficient. I mean, every, all of that is, is absolutely true. You can read it anywhere. I mean, we just don't want to face it. And that's what they mean. That, that's, what, that's what Obama meant when he came into office, when he said there'd be a new order, a new world order. There won't be, you know, nationalism is a bad thing. You shouldn't be proud of the United States. They, they equate nationalism with uh, Nazism or fascism. And then, in fact, they act like fascists. You look at the actions of this administration, 
there's almost nothing they've done that's consistent with the democratic government governed by a constant. They've trashed the Constitution. I mean, there's no such thing as a right to counsel any longer, or at least not for Trump or Republicans. And when you when you can start raiding lawyers' offices, uh, that's pretty that's pretty dangerous. Even if you have probable cause, you shouldn't raid a lawyer's office. But I mean, in my case, they raided my office, and then they didn't have enough probable cause to proceed with. And why? Because I represent I've represented a lot of people that never raided my office before. They never went and got my iCloud account before until I represented Donald Trump. That is not signaling and going after your political opponent with the power of the state. And that isn't fascism. I mean, um, it's typical of communists and fascists to project. So they accuse you of what they're doing. So they accuse Trump of colluding with the Russians. They were colluding with the Ukrainians. And Russian and Trump had nothing to do with the Russians. It was a phony, framed-up charge, for which the people who brought it should be prosecuted for trying to convict a man of a crime he didn't commit and misusing all the processes of government. You know, I mean, uh, let's go to uh, uh, Andy in Queens. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for saving my wife's life. Thanks to your podcast with Dr. Zelenko. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you very much. That was oh, I, oh, March, I remember. Yeah. March uh, 8th on 2020. Yeah. That's, but I'm not talking, not calling, but I want to thank you but very th- much. Thank you. thank you very much. And you know, we've, we've lost Dr. Zelenko. So. Uh, a yes, big, a big, big loss, but a great, great man that they persecuted. A great man. Absolutely. A real Absolutely. doctor who cared about taking care of people, not a guy that was looking for royalties from pharmacy companies like uh, Fauci. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen to that. But question, serious question. Do you think may, uh, President Trump can make a peace in Europe? And he will he will will to do so. I want to say right away I have a plan. He has he's done half of the job already, but do you think you can persuade him to start peace talk? That's well, I, I, mean, I don't think he'd be able to do it from where he is right now. They'd probably prosecute him for violating the Logan Act, you know, which Kerry did every day that Trump was in office, but nobody bothered to care. Uh, Kerry would go to Iran and tell him not to pay attention to Trump. I mean, <laughs> that should put you in jail. Like a dungeon, right? Uh, if he becomes president, could he bring peace to Europe? My goodness, we had peace when he was president. Why couldn't he bring peace to Europe? Anybody ever expect the Abraham Accords? Of course not. Is there a person in the world with a brain that thinks Putin would have invaded Ukraine if Trump were the president? Just think of all the lives that would have been saved if the Americans didn't make the mistake of electing Demented as president. Well, with that... I'm going to get off now. I'm going to take a few minutes and prepare the mayor's final thoughts while you hear these very interesting messages. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. 
Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Nation. Mayor's final thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Mayor's Final Thoughts brought to you by T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers, the organization that cares for our uniformed service members who, God forbid, lose their lives in the line of duty or become catastrophically injured. Then T2T is there to build the homes, to pay off the mortgage. Wonderful organization. Putting your 11 bucks a month. Well, we are at the, uh, in that overtime period that they have in uh, soccer, which drives me nuts. Uh, at least now they tell you the amount of time. So right now the U.S. is winning one nothing, and there's about, about eight minutes left in the overtime period. If it ends uh, as it is, the U.S. goes on. Uh, if it doesn't, Iran, uh, uh, ties it, Iran moves on, and the U.S. is out. So this is very, very interesting. I mean, there's nothing to, there's nothing for the U.S. to gain here. Uh, I guess if they got another goal, they'd sort of put it away. But uh, they're not even probably going to try for another goal. They're going to just play defense, hopefully not any penalties. It looked like an Iranian player tried to fake a penalty. And did they actually call that a penalty? They're all lining up. Like there's some kind of a crazy shot going to be taken. Oh, that's ridiculous. I even know that that was a bad call. Well, that's all right. I'm always calling bad calls. This this is this is a, a one of those dangerous kicks where they're all lined up around the goal, and he's going to kick it to somebody. The Iranians going to kick it to somebody. You know, there the Americans are, and the Americans saved it. Just about, oh, my gosh, the Iranian player is holding his head. The American uh, uh, fans are holding theirs. It missed going in by uh, half a foot, a foot, half a foot. And it was in a place where the goalie could not have gotten to it. This will haunt this poor guy for a long time. I like the idea, and that will be my final thought. I like the idea of allowing the Iranian team en masse to seek asylum in the United States. Now, if Biden were a president, if Biden were actually able to watch this game and understand it, he would call them up immediately and offer it to them. Hey, hey guys, I got a nice, beautiful plane for you. It's called Air Force One. Uh, oh, I can't, oh, I can't use it. They told me I can't use it because uh, John Kerry says, you know, global warming. The heck with your life. No, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. He should say, I've got Air Force One. We've got everything there. You come over to the U.S., and we'll let you play as a team in the U.S. as the true Iranian team, the team that respects freedom, the team that respects women, the team that doesn't uh, agree that you should uh, stone women. Um, And I will apologize for being any part of Obama giving that horrible regime that kills so many of your relatives hundreds of millions of dollars in cash in the middle of the night. I'll apologize for that. Because that was a uh, wrong thing to do. You shouldn't give a country that sponsors terrorism cash because you know they're seeking the cash just so they can give it to the terrorists. Might as well have just, you know, paid the hitmen to kill the Israelis and Americans they killed. Uh, so the, the, the consolation prize, should they lose for Iran, would be asylum. Well, you continue to listen. It should be over very, very shortly. And then 
Don't miss Bo. He's always terrific. This is Rudy Giuliani. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. God bless America. Go USA! The mayor of New York City.